0: Welcome to the Worldly Wellbeing Podcast. I'm Holly.
1: And I'm Luke.
0: And I'm shouting for some reason. <laughs> I
1: don't know why I sounded surprised that that was my name. <laughs> <Luke>. <laughs> and so I'm Luke, so I'm told.
0: Um, yeah, You would not believe this is our 16th episode and we still shout slash sound surprised when we introduce ourselves.
1: Kel surprise.
0: Yeah, love it. So we have come to the eighth episode, the final episode of the second season of the Worldly Wellbeing podcast. I'm sure you can barely believe it. The time has flown. It's been full of so much joy. But we just wanted to take this episode to have a little reflection on the last season.
1: It has certainly been a season that, for me, has been full of a lot to ponder, a lot to consider. There have been some hilarious moments throughout it as well. Uh, You may be able to tell that at times, although obviously super professional, we uh, might edit out some of the laugh out loud moments. But it has been a season that has been, thanks to our special guests, I think, been really full of some fantastic insight.
0: Yeah, it really has. The way I often tend to do things in life is sign up to something jump in and then figure out what the flip is going on and of course we had a vision for this season but it really did develop and grow in a way that i feel really proud of now i feel like
1: she's misting up she's welling up everyone there's a level of she's like a proud parent
0: yeah it's been really lovely to see the conversations develop to see themes sort of emerge i wonder if this has happened for you as well league i've heard people talk to me about the episodes which has been really lovely as well
1: yeah, definitely. There's a sense of um, learning that I think has been offered through people's experience, but then also some really tangible ways that people can either continue the discussions themselves. So kind of figuring out perhaps in their households or with other friends how they might want to discuss these, these important topics, but also how their behavior could be changed or slightly altered or, you know, spending or shopping habits could shift or what they do or don't eat change Um, and so I think that's been really encouraging to have that feedback and we're always looking for more so do feel free to share your thoughts and reflections on what we've produced to date as we start to think ahead to season three as well.
0: And I guess the nice thing about having such a variety of people is first of all made me realise how looking into our own sort of circle the kind of amazing people and the kind of amazing characters we have right surrounded by us. And we've been able to highlight and profile people who have either we've known for a long time or we've come into contact with at some point. But people who are quite important to us. Should we have a quick recap, Lukey Babes, and just a quick flashback to the people and some of the things we've talked about?
1: Yes. So... Our season has been full of wonderful voices and we kicked off with Liz and we looked at our own well-being.
0: Now I feel like we're in the depths of winter or approaching
1: the deepest darkest darkest depths hideous
0: it feels like quite a long time ago but I'm daily reminded of that conversation with Liz because she talked about that autumnal mulching and the day after we recorded that podcast I went out to the woods to forage for autumn leaves which I've now got displayed in an old gin bottle in the porch in my house so it's actually a really lovely reminder of some of the things that Liz talked to us about
1: yeah, and I think there was a, a real, as Liz articulated, that kind of equipping the tools and kind of preparing your pantry or your winter store cupboards, kind of thing, you know, that, that sense of being able to take some learning and that skill of of holding on to what you've learned or what you've heard and then moving forward with it. And so, you know, you're... you're gin bottle full of leaves is a, is a way of, of doing that and perhaps as we've moved later into the season as well there's been times in which we've adopted that practice of taking something into our toolkit taking something you know putting something into our pantry as, as something that's valued and important for us.
0: Mm. Unintentionally Liz as our first guest was absolutely perfect to sort of prepare the way to prepare ourselves in order to be ready to discuss some other topics which were looking a little bit more towards the world or towards other people.
1: Yeah, this idea of starting with yourself and being kind and nurturing to yourself so that you can in turn be kind and nurture others.
0: So be honest, how much mulching did you do?
1: I feel like I've mulched quite a lot in a variety of different ways. So I made my kimchi, so on one level that that's a bit more pickling than it is mulching, fermenting. But then there was also that kind of reflective process that you know, perhaps I don't always make the time for um, and have noticed that and starting to kind of adopt or adapt my, the other things I'm already doing to kind of factor that in. So my daily yoga practice as part of that, incorporating some time to think, to reflect, we might not always be, you know, physically journaling, but that kind of almost mental journaling process.
0: Oh, well done you. Liz will
1: be proud. I hope so. Guru Liz.
0: So we went from Liz, and then we flew to the other side of the world. I wish, literally, to Australia
1: and the bees and the bees. Fucking love a bee.
0: Oh, honestly, I mean, we've always loved bees, but I think after chatting to Matt from Gatherby, I just it was just beautiful.
1: Also, Matt was someone who his energy. Uh, Liz and Matt are very different people, but both brought beautiful energy into the conversation, and I really appreciated Matt's kind of insight into his journey into wellness and well-being but also then what that looks like for bees and our ecosystem and also the well-being and and health of other individuals in our broader communities
0: yeah for me personally it was so lovely to reconnect on this level with someone that i've known for many years took me back to australia i probably spent the next three days just looking through old photos wishing i was back in the sun but yeah, I've always found Matt to be someone who has inspired me with his energy and the way that he looks at things as well. So on reflection, we first started thinking about community in a B level, and um, which is something that we picked up on since then.
1: Yeah, there was the opening doors to broader conversations around community and that interconnectivity between the environment natural ecosystems and ourselves and how we do play into that and how that plays into us, that, that interconnected nature of community. And we also got to learn a little bit around the health benefits of honey and what, you know, adapting your diet might look like to to think differently about the food and what, what we're putting into our bodies.
0: And that's actually something that it might be nice to pick up on maybe in future podcasts. With all of our conversations there were certain things that i know both of us thought oh hang on this is an interesting topic maybe we can delve deeper into this Mm. maybe watch this space
1: so keeping the international theme we jumped back to blighty but chatted to someone who is originally from the u.s but now has relocated to london um and we spent time talking to whitney aka blonde atlas
0: That was a conversation that brought two levels of emotion. One, wow, I really miss all the positive aspects of travel and experience and growth. Mm -hmm. But in the same boat, Whitney really made me take this moment to think and to reflect on what does travel look like moving forward? How can we maybe travel in a slightly different way? Or just to take the moment to restock, which is really important, rather than just miss something from the past, kind of get excited about a slightly new vision for the future.
1: Yeah, I think I felt there are times in our conversation where all I wanted to do was get on the next available mode of transport to somewhere that I hadn't been before and experience that sense of wonder and awe of being thrown into an environment that's so different to what you're used to at home. But there was also then this sense of, and it's something we picked up on in the podcast, this sense of optimism for what might be to come Um, and I think in many ways this year has been challenging for lots of different people in lots of different ways and at times that sense of optimism that sense of hope has often been missing and so it has that conversation for me was an opportunity to think hopefully about what next year or the years to come might might look like. And rather being so brutally punishing around, oh, well, we can't do this because it's bad for the planet, actually ask the question, well, what can we do in a way that's better for the planet?
0: What do we go to next? Creativity. That was a good one. That really kick-started me into painting my Christmas cards this year.
1: Yes, which I've got displayed on my... I was going to say mantelpiece. I don't have a mantelpiece. I've got displayed on my cabinet.
0: As as I mentioned in the podcast, I tended to be a rip it up, it looks crap kind of person. Um, But after our conversation, I thought, no, revisit. I will admit that I have chosen one design that I can paint and I have found it therapeutic to repeat the same design because I know that it will come out well.
1: Excellent. So that conversation was with Dawn and I found that, I mean, Dawn and I are able to have plentiful conversations around issues of justice and you know we can talk the hind legs off of a donkey on those areas. But for me it was really interesting to have a conversation with Dawn that focused on areas of creativity and using creativity as a tool to apply to everyday life. So again it was going back to that kind of Liz's pantry idea, that toolkit idea of what what are we learning? What are we taking on the journey? Uh what skills have other people applied that we can learn and apply ourselves and Dawn's creative Uh, almost creative reflexes and and how she's honed those skills over the years really prompted me to think about how i can start exercising creativity in my day-to-day life as well
0: so two things luke number one loving your use of the adjective plentiful to describe your conversations Mm. i mean i just want to know what goes on in these plentiful conversations
1: there's an abundance (laughs) bounty oh
0: um And secondly, it struck me, now harping back to bees and how all the bees have their different roles, but together they make a stronger community, it really made me think we're all different. Some of us are more quote-unquote creative, some of us are more logical, but all those differences make us stronger as a whole and make those interesting small or large communities that really can be bountiful or plentiful, to use those adjectives.
1: Yeah, I think the importance of acknowledging the unique qualities that individuals bring to build strength in community is is really valuable.
0: So we went from creativity to fashion. That was a nice little slide over, wasn't it?
1: Yeah. As we spoke about in the podcast, the the, the fashion industry is perhaps one of the more creative industries that exist today and what's produced and the thought and the, the skill that goes into to making those products.
0: Mm. I mean, it's a topic area that I've got quite into uh, probably in the last year and there's so much we could talk about when it comes to sustainable fashion and fast fashion just thinking about it from a different angle maybe you felt the same Luke the conversation made me step back from my black and white fashion is bad good and evil sort of the devil and the angel when it comes to something like fashion And it made me just think a bit like the creativity, look at things from a different angle, do the research, do the investigation, learn more and always be open to learning, not just to say, oh, it must be bad. It's not to say that fashion or the fashion world is good, but there's lots of facets and lots of sides to it.
1: Yeah, I think appreciating that nuance is really important, that it's almost impossible today to come down decisively on so many issues and and kind of make a value judgment statement on whether something is right or wrong. Um, and that's probably more often my comfortable space I want to sit in, a, in an environment where I can say this is good this is bad this is right this is wrong because that makes life so much easier makes it uh, classifying is a really human behavior and we want to do that with everything it, it makes our lives easier to know that X belongs with the X's and y's belong with the y's and that makes life a lot more simpler but I think the conversation with Hannah for me made me question some of those kind of narratives that I had lent into around fashion and luxury fashion. And although probably didn't make me rethink entirely my views on on the fashion industry, did challenge me to think differently about how I can, like you said, learn and be open to learning. Um, and also to explore spaces in which we can engage with fashion or design or things that we like and that we are comfortable in. Clothing should be comfortable. We should look and feel good in it. How can we engage with that in a way that isn't in the long-term harmful?
0: It's something that, well no one walks around naked so we all engage with fashion but we're all on a journey and as, as a, with a lot of it
1: these kind of big issues and i think the challenge there is to if you haven't started the journey then maybe to to consider how you can start questioning some some spending behavior or or patterns of behavior that you hadn't previously thought about there's lots to read out there there's lots to to learn and to and a variety of different sources to kind of get your teeth into a different way to approach perhaps one of the as Hannah mentioned in in the podcast perhaps one of the most unsustainable industries on the planet there are there's lots out there to kind of start that thought process and start your own journey of discovery
0: and i guess with a lot of the guests that we've spoken to they're all experts or coming from a certain standpoint on something and We can't all be so multifaceted and passionate in all of those areas, but just something small, like with Dawn, for example, just something small and creative that you want to do. Or with what Hannah was saying, just change the socks that you buy. Anything small, or just think about the honey that you buy. Not all the food, just the honey. Or just spend five minutes a day mulching. It's small things that are really important.
1: Yeah, it's those incremental steps that make up the bigger journey. Um, You know, you don't, if you're writing a book, you don't write, you know, you can't put everything on the paper at once. You know, you you write a word, you write a sentence, you write a chapter, you write four chapters, you get to 20 chapters. You know, it's it's that cumulative journey that then at the end of it, you've got a book. But when you first start with one word, that isn't that isn't a book. That That's just the the very first step. That's the beginning.
0: We mustn't forget the last
1: one. And finally, last but not least, we went back to Albania.
0: Luke, just to confirm, as he did mention in the last podcast, he did not get in a canoe to Tirana. So, just to confirm, he's still on dry land.
1: Yeah, rumours of my sudden uh, adventurous spirit slopping across the channel and God knows where else are false.
0: Spotted along the Thames, that was not him. Yes, yeah, so we ended with a really—I find it quite a heartwarming conversation, to be honest.
1: I found the conversation really positive and I'm really familiar with the work of Tech Ura and I consider Annie, who we spoke to, and her husband to be good friends. And so it was a really great way to share more about what they're doing, but also then for me to go, well, hang on a minute, what does community look like around me in my apartment building in in London where, you know, people don't talk to each other?
0: I would really encourage anyone who hasn't listened to that podcast to give it a listen. We can certainly learn a lot from the community that Annie and Tekura are building over there. And reflecting back on the season as a whole, taking these two bookends of our first podcast, our own well-being, and the last one, creating a community of well-being, really interesting to see the parallels that there are between some of those themes.
1: Yeah, This idea of a relationship between individual well-being and community well-being, the connected nature that you can't have individual well-being without having community well-being. And community well-being only thrives when the individuals themselves are thriving. And we've seen that across, I think, the entire season where we've explored different ideas that rely on that connectivity of well-being. A lot
0: of our conversations really showed us that individual and others' connection And we also saw the individual and environment as well. And when I think back to our promo video, that pure quality.
1: Your Venn diagram that you love.
0: So we've dolphin dived through the last six interviews. And we've dolphin dived into the intersection. And we've seen in like a variety of topics, a variety of spaces, that in all these places and in all these themes, there is that connectivity.
1: Yeah, and on a real, almost foundational level, this interconnectivity, this dependence on one to the other, this reliance, this need for relationship, and that might mean a relationship between two individuals, but it also could be the relational nature between person and B and B and person. That, that this this fabric of connectivity um, is vast. And I think that's what I've really enjoyed exploring in this this last season and hope that future conversations might begin to explore that a little more.
0: So I guess we should just say thank you again to everyone who took the time to come and talk to us, who had to see our faces at times early in the morning, at times late at night, um, which we really appreciate. So we are wrapping up for this season. So we're approaching Christmas. Yay! which we are excited about
1: it's the most wonderful time of the
0: year <laughs> Is. Um, a
1: creepy. Sorry.
0: <laughs> that was amazing um it's not a christmas like the ones we're used to but we're going to find a lot of mince pie joy
1: yes so from us to you we bring you seasonal joy Uh, and we are looking forward to hearing your feedback hearing your thoughts reflections don't forget to share and rate the podcast too and spread the word and if you've got any thoughts or suggestions about what you might like us to talk about next season let us know we'd love to hear from you
0: that would be lovely my personal suggestion is to warm yourself up a mince pie get some mulled wine, sit down, catch up on any of the podcasts you haven't listened to. And yeah, please do share anything that you particularly liked with anyone that you know who might be interested. Dare I just talk about the subscribe button again? I'm going in. That's my button. Push that button, please. Simply because it just helps more people to find the podcast.
1: So on that note, we will see you in 2021 Wishing you lots of love, joy and happiness over this festive season, however you're celebrating or not celebrating. And once again, thank you so much for listening this past season.
0: I don't know how to come back from that. That was a beautiful ending. So I'm just going to say ciao for now, guys. See you next year.
1: Peace and love.
0: And by the way, we're going to end with a few outtakes. I will admit the outtakes folder is massive on my computer. But we thought you might appreciate hearing some of the times when we weren't 100% professional, as we usually are. You wouldn't really believe this is our 15th episode, would you?
1: No, babes, it's is our 16th. Oh. <laughs> and you'd be right in not believing it, because it isn't.
0: <laughs> Why are we shouting?
1: I don't know, babes, you're making me shout. It's making me really nervous. I'm pretty sure I saw Holly do a geometric waggle dance on Saturday night. Oh, no, I've seen plenty of them, but you don't, want to, <laughs> you don't want to follow the direction of that legal dance. No, we might pause well, on that might, one. Well, might. But... Yeah. Uh, some
0: people uh, might.
1: <laughs> people um... Some people have.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I thought I'd whack it out there as a, you know, just slip it in. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs>
0: afternoon and Lucky babes are slipping it in
1: okay that absolutely is only for our outtakes that cannot go in festivities ho ho ho
0: jingle bell
1: buddy the elf what's your favorite color <laughs> <laughs> do we actually have the right thing that we need at this point or do we need to do it again
0: i think we've got stuff i'm gonna edit it to pure joy